Amazing. Thank you, Andy. And uh, hello to everyone. I hope you're doing really well. So great to be with you guys. And look, why don't you just quickly pop in the chat, um, maybe your favorite food, um, just to get to know you guys, because obviously I can't see you all at once. But if you pop in the chat, let me know what your favorite food or snack is, just so I can see who's on the chat um, and what kind of young people we've got. We've got chicken wrap, we've got uh, pasta, we've got, come on now, nachos, Ikea meatballs, okay, uh, chicken nuggets, pizza, I love it guys, come on now, you guys like food, you see food and you want to eat food, well look, um, it's so good to, to be with you guys today and uh, thank you to Andy and the team, why don't you just as well, you know, um, give some love out to your team, say uh, maybe the reactions on there, some clap hands, because you have an amazing team, so a big uh, shout out to those guys. Um, big love. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, I'm Catherine and uh, I was with you guys last year um, at Limitless One um, in uh, February, I think it was, around the February time of 2019. Um, so it's been a while, but it's good to be back. Uh, and uh, like Andy said, you know, I just want to encourage you guys with a word today. Um, and what's so cool about this word, actually, I, I sensed it. Um, for you guys as we were trying to work out what week I could come and speak um, and it didn't look like I could be able to come and speak but then we worked it out um, and so I felt really encouraged by that knowing the word I, I had in my heart for you guys um, could be shared uh, but just a bit about me Catherine 26 uh, I'm based at a church called Renewal Church um, and we have a youth there called Soli Hall Youth, uh, and our aim is to lead young people into a growing relationship with Jesus. And just like you guys have been doing, we've been doing stuff online, a lot of crew hangouts and stuff like this. So it's been a lot of fun. We've, we've made it work through lockdown. Um, and so, yeah, um, and just a big plug for your, uh, your crew's live next week. Make sure you tune in for that. Invite people you know. It's a great way just to share what you guys are doing as a youth ministry, but how you can get your friends involved, how they can uh, be a part of what you guys are doing. So make sure you definitely check that out and you have your friends coming along. So uh, I hope you're all doing good. I hope you've got um, a pen ready and some notepad or something available around you because I really want to encourage you this evening, this evening with a short word. Um, and it's titled this, um, it's called Distant from the World, but not distant from God. Distant from the world, but not distant from God. So if you're taking notes, write that down as the title. Uh, and I just want to unpack that for us. And so look, let me just pray for each and every one of us on this chat. Um, and whoever you are, wherever you're watching from, maybe your bedroom, your living room, maybe even the toilet. But can I just tell you, God can still do something amazing in your life this evening. So God, we thank you for every young person on this chat. We thank you, Lord God, for their life. Uh, and we just pray now, Lord Jesus, that whatever they're feeling or however they're doing, God, pray that you give them everything they need this evening, God. Give them that love and that surrounding, Lord God, of your presence today, Lord Jesus. So we thank you for this time together and may it be amazing in your precious name. Amen. Come on now, 66 participants on the chat, which is just incredible. Well, look, distant from the world, but not distant from God. Let's just unpack here, guys. We have been in lockdown all together. Okay, the whole world has been in lockdown together and we're slowly but surely easing up and we're seeing the changes come through. Um, I don't know about you guys, but the moment Mackie's 
uh, opened, I was ready to get a double cheeseburger um, and five, um, is it, what is it, the chicken, you know, the chicken things, you know, yeah, you get them in three or five. I was ready to go back to Mackey's and get that. So if you went to Mackey's, pop that in the chat. If you're excited to be back at Mackey's, I know I was, but things have started to reopen. Uh, chicken selects, thanks guys, awesome. See, I'm just forgetting, but chicken selects are the one. Anyway, so things are reopening and we're super excited to get back to some sort of normality, but we know um, even though things are easing, even though things are changing, we still have been told by the government to keep our distance. They've said, keep your distance from people, whether that's one meter or two meters apart, keep your distance where possible. Uh, and now we've like implemented masks when we're going to be going around this weekend, that will be in, uh, in place. We can't be going into shops without them. We can't go on transport without them. We were told to keep our distance in this time. And you'll know especially how that's felt. I don't know who's in your world or who's around you where actually during this, it's been quite difficult to keep your distance, whether that's friends or certain family members, maybe grandparents, it's difficult and it's not easy, but it does make you appreciate them from a greater uh, a view going, man, like I love my grandparents even more or those certain set of friends, man, I miss them, it's been a long time. And if you're an embracive person, you give people a hug or a high five, you know how, how much you miss that part. And for me, um, I live with my mum and dad and look, there's family up there. And uh, I know for myself, uh, my parents, um, my dad was in a, in a at-risk category. They had to shield. And so I lived with them and had to do the shopping for them and all those type of things. And that was my only access out. But I still had to keep my distance from them in the house so I could appreciate being together with them and seeing them around the house and I was grateful but man was it hard to not have a hug from them or embrace them for a time like it was difficult and so keeping our distance right in this moment in time as a society it will affect us all in different ways if you're an introvert you're like I'm winning I'm fine but actually if you're someone who does love to embrace people and you like being around people in that sense then you know how much it is difficult but I want to tell us today, even though the world has got this label of keep your distance from people, stay distant from one another, two meters apart, I've got to remind you tonight that God says, I am fully accessible to you. Like whoever you are and wherever you are, you are fully accessible to me. And this relationship with God that we don't need to keep our distance from God. And so let me just encourage you right now. Um, what kind of things can make us become distant with God, distant from God, maybe without even knowing? And it's maybe the things that we struggle with. We would say, hey, I've got a relationship with Jesus or I'm on a bit of a journey and therefore I'm, I'm growing, I'm knowing more. But there's these things in my life, these struggles and these things that keep popping up, which cause me to feel like I can't draw myself back to God. I can't go back to God because we feel ashamed or we feel messy, messy inside and therefore like, surely God's not gonna love me. Surely uh, God's not gonna take me back. Surely I've gone too far, therefore, you know, I don't know if that relationship can be built once again. But can I just tell you that's a lie from the enemy, like genuinely a lie from the enemy because he has a plan to come and kill, kill uh, uh, steal, kill and destroy. And that's what he wants to do with us. And he wants to destroy our relationships with God. That's his plan. And so any way possible, when we mess up, like I do every single day, young people, 
okay? And your leaders and everyone involved, we mess up, we sin, we have struggles. But I tell you now, it is a lie from the enemy when he wants to keep you away from the very true one who wants that relationship with you. Even in our mess, even in our sin, even in our struggles, God still wants us. He doesn't want to be distant from us. Like, for example, you'll know maybe the story of Adam and Eve in Genesis. And uh, the moment they were there, so they're in the garden, everything's cool, everything's dandy. They're there doing their thing and having fun. And the moment God says, don't touch that tree right now, keep your distance from that. And they didn't. And they then ate from that, uh, ate, from, ate the apple from that tree. All of a sudden, this shame came over them, this guilt, and they hid away. And therefore, they were like, no, I don't want to be seen by, seen by God. I'm going to keep my distance because he, he probably doesn't want to know me. And, and I tell you now, that's how we feel sometimes. But there's a whole reason why God sent his son, Jesus, so he could defeat sin, mess, struggles once and for all so that we could be in relationship with him so that we don't have to keep that distance. So we don't have to go, maybe he doesn't want me anymore. Or, oh, actually, I don't feel like I can draw back again. And so I'm here to encourage you, we can run to him. You know, we can run to God, uh, which means when we have those moments of separation because of what we may have done, it doesn't mean it stays that way. It stays that way. We have full access to him and say, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. Help me in this. I need you, God. And therefore that drawing back together happens again. See, when times when we've gone wrong, we have immediate access to Jesus still, yeah? Amen. If you're with me, pop in the chat. Come on, uh, let's get some reactions, maybe some amens, some hallelujahs. I can't see your reactions right now, but I can maybe see through the comments. So let that encourage you. Um, awesome. Right, I'm going to uh, uh, share a scripture. If you've got your Bibles as well, um, uh, take note of this. This is James 4 verse 8, short and sweet, right? And it says in the um, ESV version, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So we've got to know, yeah, in actual fact, when we feel like we are distant from God and that, oh, we're not too sure about where our relationship's at. And you know what? I feel like I'm messing up as a Christian and therefore I'm, I'm taking a couple steps back. Know that God has never took a step back from you. God has never moved because the, the word says he is the same yesterday, today and forever. Therefore, God doesn't change. So his position where he is doesn't change. It's us who have stepped back. Yeah, we've moved ourselves away from God and therefore he's going, look, I'm, I'm here. And therefore, you need to draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. We know that's a whole reaction thing. When we take that step, well, he's already there waiting for us to take that step. He'll draw even closer then in that moment for us. You've got to know, for example, uh, if you um, have been in the airport before and either you're on the end um, of someone, a family member or friends coming through arrivals and you know how it can get crowded sometimes, yeah? In order to be seen, yeah, that family member to see you, you need to step forward and make your presence known. You need to be like, hey, we're over here and you step forward and you'll merge through the crowd in order for that family member or that friend to see you. And that's what we've got to do with God, yeah? The mess and the sin will feel like we're stuck there, but you need to go, I'm going to push my way through this and make my way back to God because he is the one who will give you that peace, that satisfaction of God, you're with me. And I know that you forgive me if I say I'm sorry and that actually our relationship grows from this. 
So no, you can make that way back to God. You don't have to be sitting in shame or anything in your sin where it feels like I've done too much and I can't have this access back to God. So look, God never changes. He is faithful. And every time you draw near to him, he will immediately draw near to you, young people. So look, one more scripture we're going to share. Luke 15, verse 21 to 24. And this is the NIV. So if you're taking note, Luke 15, 21 to 24. And it's the story of the prodigal son. And I'm just going to take a short part of this um, uh, story. So it says, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So this son has gone off and done his own thing. Yeah, he's gone. You know what, deuces, I'm good. Dad, I'm going to go and chill for a bit. I'm going to go and do what I want to do for some time. You know, find who I am, you know, all of that. And so therefore he goes off and realizes what he gets into and what he delves into doesn't help him. Yeah, this is not growing him any deeper. This is just taking him down. This is weighing him down. And he has that moment of going, actually, I need to go back to my father. I need to go back home and say, I'm sorry for what happened. I'm sorry for what's been and therefore, um, you probably don't even want to be, want me to call. You don't even want uh, to call me your son anymore because of what I've done. But the scripture says, the father said to his servants, the people around you, he said, "Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate." Yeah, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And it feels like it goes against what actually has happened. This son has returned and maybe got into some mess and not so good stuff. And all of a sudden, what he returns to and he says, I feel like I'm not worthy of, there's a celebration. There's this kind of excitement. Let's get the best things out, this robe and the food. We're going to the best restaurant to celebrate, yeah? And God does that every time we sin and mess up and we choose to say, God, but I'm coming back to you and I'm sorry. There is a celebration. There is a party. It's going, look, my child, I am here. And so every time we return to whatever degree you have a relationship with God, you're in the middle of your relationship with God, or maybe just maybe you don't even know Jesus yet. But know that when you, you, you understand who he is and that relationship with him, you say, I want to know you, Jesus, like this. Man, there is a celebration for you. So be encouraged. So two points if you're taking note, notes, two points to share. So uh, point one, don't let the mess draw you away from the best. Don't let the mess draw you away from the best, yeah? So the messes of life, the struggles of life, whatever that may be, maybe that's the wrong crowd of people and friends and influence. Maybe it's some things that you're watching. Maybe it's some things that you're thinking and you just know it's not helping yet. It's drawing you further away from God. It's drawing you away from those people who would say a good influence, church family, your leaders, youth itself. And you're going, why am I not engaging anymore? Or actually, I haven't read my Bible. I haven't prayed. I haven't I haven't been one with God in that way. And therefore you're realizing this mess is drawing you away from the best. Know that you can put that right once again, yeah? You're never too far far gone for God, yeah? He, he, he's, he's there for you and he's going, I'm, I'm just waiting. Uh, like that whole draw near to me and I will come near to you. Um, and you want to understand that whatever you're going through, 
right? Whatever the mess is, whatever the, the height of it is, Jesus is the solution. Like he is. Jesus is the solution. Whatever that is, whatever that tough uh, area of life is, that struggle, Jesus is the one who's going to help you through it, yeah? Lustful thoughts, Jesus is going to help you. Pornography addiction, Jesus is going to help you, yeah? Um, wrong kind of group of friends, Jesus is going to help you. He is the one to come back to, yeah? And to stay with. So I don't allow what's been and what is going on to feel like that's the place to be. No, because that's not helping you. You've got to draw back to the best and that is Jesus, yeah? So don't let the mess draw you away from the best. And point two, point two, don't let the fear keep you from being near. Don't let the fear keep you from being near, yeah? So what do I mean when I talk about fear? It is normal for us to mess up and sin and, and, and uh, do what we do in our, in our sinful flesh nature and feel guilty, yeah? Or we feel bad and we're like, man, I've done that. I feel awful, yeah? But that is not where God, put, God does not put that upon us. That is our human reaction to things. But therefore, we've got to let that fear of feeling like God is going, he's going to cast me out. He doesn't want me anymore. That guilt, that shame that I can't enter in again. Let that fear die, yeah? Let that fear die because I tell you now, the moment something runs through my head, the moment I've done something wrong and there's that conviction, yeah? That conviction to know this isn't right. I go immediately, God, I am sorry. Like, help me. My mind is going off on one. I need you. Like redirect, redirect me once again. And the moment we can do that, and the quicker we can do that, man, we are overcoming some obstacles quicker, uh, quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting rid of that sin and that struggle quickly. And so if you can do that, then that's incredible. So practice that, young people. When you are going through stuff and you know it's not right and, you, and that conviction comes over you, you go, I'm putting myself right with Jesus once more. Like, God, I'm sorry. This is like, this is not good. I need help with this. I'm going to reach out to this leader because I can talk to them like that and they're going to help me in this. Yeah, you do whatever you can to see that sin and struggle and mess grow smaller and smaller and smaller. Amen. And you've got to know, young people, God's love for you is unconditional. Yeah, no matter the condition of what you do, like however big or small you may think it may be, his love for you is unconditional. Yeah, he doesn't run on conditions of going, well, you did this. So actually, I don't love you that much. But you know what? You worked out better there. So I do love you a bit more. No, it doesn't work like that. His love is unconditional. But we don't want to abuse grace. Yeah, we don't want to abuse this grace of what he gives to us that is sufficient, that is a free gift. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you could live a life of like, well, I'm going to do this because I know God's going to forgive me. Hmm. That's not the best attitude to have, yeah? We want to draw away from what is not helping us in our life. And therefore, we, we transform from the inside out. And that this grace that he has for us is incredible, yeah? It's beautiful. And we're just like, wow, I don't deserve the grace you give me, God. Like, I am totally unworthy. Like, Jesus, I deserve death, like Catherine Shand. But... Because you love me unconditionally and you have this grace for me and this plan for my life, God, I'm going to choose you every day. I'm going to give you my life that I'm going to mess up some way, somehow, but God, I need your help through this, yeah? 
This is how easy it is, young people, to come back to Jesus. It's immediate. You don't have to stay in this bubble of, oh, I'm not too sure. He is accessible in a moment, yeah? And, and let me encourage you here, right? One more thought just with this. Don't let the fear keep you from being near that God will never bring up your past. You know those moments, maybe with friends or people in your life where something's gone wrong in your relationship, yeah? Something's not been the best and you overcome that, but you come to another hurdle and maybe just maybe they've brought up the past. Well, remember when you did this? Well, remember when you said that? God will never do that with you. The moment you are convicted over something and you come and repent and say you're sorry and you say, Jesus, help me with this. I need you in this. Forgive me in this. He, he washes it all away. It doesn't become the thought to him to go back on. Yeah. God is never going to bring up your past. Well, remember when you did that. Never will God do that to you. That is not the God we serve. We serve a God of grace and love and forgiveness. And so you've got to know that for your personal life. Never feel and know and think that God will bring up the past. He forgets it all. He washes it away once and for all. So be encouraged, young people. You've got that relationship with Jesus and you don't have to keep this distance from him. He is accessible 100%. And you don't have a relationship that is going to filter out. Like it's not going to just, you know, uh, go away. Like God is always there for you. He's with you. He loves you. And he's about you, man. Like he's got plans for your life and he wants to use you so you can come to him today. So look, let me encourage you. Whoever you are, maybe you're watching and you're saying, Catherine, like I have this relationship with God. I love him so much. I'm on this journey. But man, when I, when I do this, when I think about this, when I watch this, when I say this, like I feel like I don't know where to start again with my relationship. You just got to know you start by drawing near to him. Yeah, you take that step and he is right there with you and for you. And this peace and this grace and this love will just wash over you. Or maybe just maybe you're tuning in and you're watching and you're going, Catherine, I don't really have a relationship with God. I'm not too sure. You know, I, I, I kind of keep my distance from him because I'm not too uh, familiar. But you've got to know that Jesus is the greatest thing that could ever happen to your life. Like a relationship with him is like no other. And you can't describe it fully because you can't always find the words. But I tell you now that peace that Jesus gives you that love that he gives you, that, that sense of protection and surrounding that man, even amongst what I'm going through, why do I feel like this? I feel like someone is with me. Someone's walking with me and that Jesus uh, walks inside of us, with us in our life. So be encouraged. And so look, young people, you're going to get ready to go off into your breakout rooms. And so it's been such a privilege to talk and just to have this time with you. And I hope you feel encouraged I've just been massively encouraged just by seeing some of the comments. And I really hope this resonates with you and sits with you and know that God loves you. So you may be distant from the world, but you don't have to be distant from God. Amen. I'm handing back to Andy. Thank you so much.